Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up? What's up? Welcome into the Orange Zone podcast. We're talking Syracuse women's hoops. A reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you want to listen. You can also find every episode on our Orange Zone YouTube page. What's up from the Skycam if you're watching? Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you're thinking. We're loving the reaction we've been getting from the fan base. So keep it coming. Keep it churning because we've had nothing but content to talk about with this team. Because not only are they ranked, but finally, they're not just ranked number 25. They're number 22 in the AP poll this week. Syracuse wins There we go. There we go. Tommy Sladek. Samantha Croston. We also have Rachel Culver on the producer, Mike. And we have a team that is 16 in two, Sam. Is that, that sink just SU's best start since joining the ACC? Oh boy! Fifth straight win off to its best start since the 2012-13 season with a second-year head coach. It's moving to historic. It's moving to what is this going to be? And it's funny because remember in the beginning of the year we would have conversations like, how far can this team go? Could they? sneak into the NCAA tournament and I don't even feel like that's the narrative necessarily anymore. No. Like I would place a bet right now that they'll be in it. Oh, yeah. Period. I think we could I feel have done confident that. placing that bet. Right. I could have placed that bet probably two weeks ago and been right. confident. And now it's it's something bigger. It's something bigger than that. Because I feel like one of the things that's changed, at least in my eyes, over the last maybe two weeks or so, a lot of people in Syracuse recognize that this was a good team. But now, nationally, people are seeing it. They're talking about them a lot on the ACC Finally. network. Yeah. Talking about them in the AP polls. Seeing DeAsia Fair and everything that she's capable of. And something about Fair hitting that 3,000-point mark, probably everything about that, also helped, I think, to propel Syracuse into the national conversation in its own right. Not to mention be coming back, back-to-back games from down 19 and 18 points to win it. Like, that was that was icing on the cake. Because it was poetry was talking, Lawrence Moten was talking to, talking about it to us last week where he was like, yeah, when I you know broke the Big East record, we had like a loss away at Seton Hall. That's a bad feeling. That's not what you want. So for her to do it at home <laughs> is pretty special. Um, but most recently, again, 25th consecutive win over Pitt, for starters, is one, of, is one of the weirder stats I think I've ever heard. Because it's not like for 25 years, Syracuse is always the better team. I don't think. Especially considering, you know, just a few years ago, you had a down year between coaches. You had a first-year coach last year. They just always beat Pitt. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, is this a team they would play more than once during the season? Since ACC, it's been twice a year, I believe. Okay, so yeah. we're ta- we're still talking, though, in that case, yeah. like maybe, what, 13 years or so of just yeah. straight dominance? Like, whatever. Absolutely well, absurd. And, imp- and impressive. I mean, again, improving to 16-2, and 6-1 and one at this point, which is Ooh. an amazing record, and undefeated at home, which I think also is another big. very, very important, po- important thing to point out. Until Syracuse's 
uh, Syracuse men's basketball's loss just recently against Florida State, they were actually undefeated at home too. And I saw that? on Rachel Culver's little notes that Syracuse was actually the, the last team in general to do that. Right, Rachel? Like, yeah, they were the when they well, before um, Syracuse had lost last night or this Tuesday to Florida State. They were the last two teams, men and women, across the country that, that were makes undefeated sense. at home. Rachel, can you show the fans your face? Oh, I, I, I your suppose. Face for the yeah, ones watching on YouTube, that's Rachel. <laughs> She's hiding behind the producer set. Um, yeah, Rach, what do you? I mean, are they? Are they meeting your standards for what you expected? Or what is your new ceiling for this team, I guess I should say? And give it to me in a seed of the tournament. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know there's a lot of season left, believe me. But I have a lot of faith that they're making it to the dance this year. What is the ceiling for their seed? Ceiling, I think. (laughs) Sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, no kidding. Um, You know, I... I'm going to say like three. Yeah, that's where I was going to put it. That's where I was going to put it. I would say I I foresee them easily. Well, let's be careful. I foresee them finding a way to be in that top echelon, the top six. Yes. But I think three feels feels right. I don't know. How do you feel? I'm I'm around the same thing. I think three or four. um, And if you do just kind of some simple math and – with a top 25 by the end of the season, if that's kind of matching up with the committee, right? If they get into the top 15, that should be around a four seed probably. Um, and that's something I absolutely think they can do. Because to be honest, I, the fact that heading into that this past Sunday, a team that was beating a pit, you know, finishes up a game against Pitt and has a record that's 16-2 and two and 6-1 and one in the ACC in women's college basketball was unranked. That's a little weird, you know? Well, yeah. And so and I'm I, just happy that they not only got in, but that it wasn't just a like, okay, well, they snuck in at 25, and if they lose, they're, bound, they're, they're back out. To me, 22 feels a little bit more like they're sitting on solid ground. And I think this is worth saying for anyone who's maybe just getting into women's college sports, women's college basketball, ACC means two very different things in this current time for women's college basketball and men's Haunted. college basketball. Haunted. So although we're kind of, if you're following Syracuse as well, we're kind of seeing those like top teams really dominate that league. This is a team, this is a league in the women's side of the sport that is really, really good. <laughs> An absolute gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this, but the comebacks, the team comebacks, is also something that needs to be talked about. The fact that they are coming back from mm-hmm. these insane deficits, it does. It shows a lot about what this team is capable of. And to pull a page out of Lawrence Moten's book, because I feel like he talks about this a lot too. When you have done that once and you prove it to yourself that you can do that, it gives you confidence for the rest of the season because you know in your head and you can feel more comfortable saying, we can come back from this because we've come back from it before. I can do it now because I've done it in the past. It inspires confidence. And I think it's important that they were able to prove that to themselves, not to mention one of those comebacks was the 3,000. It was just, I mean, that was just an awesome game. Nice little icing on the cake. And DeAsia Fair, speaking of, uh, moves up to 10th all-time on the NCAA Division I scoring list. She had 22 points, six assists, four steals against Pitt. And uh, Georgia Woolley really... 
I think doing what we expected her to be doing, which is which is filling that role as someone else that can be getting to 20 points. There's even the same game that Fair does. So that was her fourth 20-point game. Syracuse used an 11-0 run to take a 23-20 lead in the second quarter and never looked back. So up next, you mentioned the gauntlet. I see gauntlet on her paper gauntlet. right here. Three straight games versus AP Top 25 teams. And this team last year, year before that, I'm probably like, oh, boy, here we go. Maybe they can get one. I have no reason to think that they can't go 3-0. and Like, now you view this as an opportunity. An opportunity. There's no, there's no fear excitement. as a fan. It's excitement to prove this country and this women's basketball you know, world that this team is not only supposed to be in the top 25, but that they can keep rising. And it starts against a rematch, which I love. Gets number love. 15, Notre Dame, who really hasn't moved, has gone back to right where they were when Syracuse upset them. As I believe they were 13th in the country, if I'm not mistaken, Rachel. Around um, there, yeah. I would say. Yeah, so they played on, on New Year's Eve. And so they're heading to South Bend Thursday night. And yeah, that was a DeAsia Fair, Alyssa Latham, Alyssa Latham breakout game in that one. They combined for 48. Amazing. And then even looking ahead, number 19, Virginia Tech Hokies, ending it off with number 18, Louisville, next Thursday, mm. February 1st. None of those games are easy, but they're all opportunities to prove a point, like you said, to the world, to the country. And if I'm Coach FLJ, that's really what I'd be telling my players is like, like this is something to be excited about. This is something to look forward to. And at the end of the day, success or experience, right? They want to keep on piling on wins. But I just think it's important for a team like this who's in the national conversation, who's in the mix, to be going up against good competition, especially right now. Right. Big time. Um, these next three, what's a record that you feel comfortable with? Comfortable with? I'm going to go 2-1. Mm -hmm. I think that's my mark, too. I think that's... And I think that's I think I think three and oh is absolutely possible. I think two and one is more than realistic. Mm -hmm. I re I really do. Um Rachel. For me, I would agree with the two and one. Um I'm excited about the Notre Dame game. I think it's great for the storyline of this team to kind of have achieved success coming right off of that upset win and kind of f keep finding those wins to add to the resume but it does scare me it scares me a little bit just because they've seen this team Notre Dame knows what they brought last time and mm -hmm. I think coming off of a hot streak here I think this is something that um there's a little worry associated but that's just me what do you guys think I mean worst case scenario is they go 0-3 and, and the funny thing is is you're losing to three straight ranked teams so it's not out of the question yeah and it wouldn't be the end of the world I don't um, think they will, though. I don't see that. Neither, neither do I. Even even one and two is, I think, really kind of the one where you'd almost be even a little bit bummed about that. If the Syracuse men's team was playing three straight-ranked opponents right now, going one and two would probably be the goal. Mm -hmm. um, but with this team, it's just different because I think they belong there, and these are teams, again, that are ranked 19, 18, and 15. They're all right there and just a little <clears throat> bit ahead of Syracuse. So that's why I think 2-1 and one is more than realistic, and heck yeah, 3-0 is possible. I would have to say I agree with that because it does. It brings up the question of like how different in skill level is a team that's ranked 18 versus 22. Mm. I, I really don't think it's much, you know no. what I mean? I, I think all of those are very much pick-em games to an extent. 
And it's interesting what you say about skill level because um, a couple of weeks ago I talked to a, someone familiar with the voting process in the AP. And from what I've gathered, this is very much like a lot of what this, these rankings are based off is strength of schedule. That's a huge, huge reason that kind of differentiates between especially that middle of the road kind of team. Not that they're middle of the road if they're ranked in the top 25, but kind of the teens. And I agree with you, Sam. I think skill level is all there, and I think they all bring what they need to bring to the table to be in that top 25. It's just a matter of who they faced and when they faced them so far this year. And the, for the analytics nerds out there, I believe in college basketball they go with, instead of uh, SOS for strength of schedule, which makes sense, I think they go SOR. If not, am I right on that? Strength of record? Yeah. Yeah, I which is which right. I, I thought about. I'm like, why isn't it SOS? I'm like, I guess that has a weird connotation. You want to switch up the the abbreviation. Yeah, that is a little bit odd. But yeah. Okay. Hopefully, fair you're never on an island having to put an SOS out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to be honest. Not that this really matters, but if I had to like put money on somebody to be able to get off an island safely on their own, is it I, you? No. Oh. Okay. I would. I was about to say I would absolutely not bet on me. Got it. I don't have the right skills for that. I'm first of all afraid of bugs, so immediately KO'd, and I'm just not. You know, I would I would need I would need background knowledge. She I don't would, I don't know how to build like build a fire from scratch or. And she you know would I mean? also lose something. She would have probably have nothing on the island, but she'd find a way to lose something. <laughs> she'd actually put out an Ow! email to our entire station saying, "I was insulting anyone... me." That does not give you the right. She to. puts it out to the island of one. She's like, "Who took my coffee mug? <laughs> Where is my belt?" <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, I'm. I'm a frequent yeah. loser of things. I yeah. am the biggest loser in CMY Central. Oh, and she no. has no and she has no hesitation to just do the all company wide email. It's no shame. It's no shame. It's no shame. I'm shameless. And I res- and I respect it. And something is still missing right now. And I would not be surprised if a follow up email is coming this week. I'll let you guys know next week when we when we have the pod again. But thinking about you. Hopefully you find it. Thank you. I it's think okay. it's, I got I a think new one. I'm sending good energy. Good so we're energy closing that up. Yeah. Oh wow. That's yeah. good. Closure. Yeah. Once 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 we you either we either find it or once there's a new one, we just close up shop, move on to the next thing. Five stages of grief, baby. That's right. That's how we do it. <laughs> All right. Rachel Culver, Samantha Crossin. I'm Tommy Sladak. This is the Orange Zone Podcast. Reminder, um, every episode coming out weekly. This one will be coming out late Wednesday. We'd like to switch things up depending on what the schedule is with basketball. So bear with us. Sorry, it's a little bit um, out of order and not exactly to a pristine schedule, but we're just doing this to bring you guys the best content possible. So, all right. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Peace. We're out.